0: will be right back I can't believe I ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now
1: a word from our sponsors
0: hey everybody welcome to after these messages where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials tonight, good ones and bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this.
1: Am I about to be called Mommy?
0: My name is Andrew Walsh. You can call me anything you want. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Vives.
1: Hi, Andrew. Am I about to
0: be called Mommy? <laughs> Coming up today, we had an idea for a show. It didn't quite pan out, so I pivoted ah. a little bit. You don't know this. Do you even know what the show's about today? I-
1: I have not a clue. I have not cracked open the show sheet at all. I've been moving and doing moving related tasks all day.
0: We had mentioned, I believe even on the show last week, maybe inspired by that commercial for Rakuten. Rakuten. Racketon, which, by the way, the only reason I even got close to remembering that name was because that listener who said, think of it as Rake It In. (laughs) Anyway, that racketon commercial that we've talked about like every episode for four episodes now involves people playing poker and gambling. And we thought, hey, maybe we could put together a whole show where gambling is part of the storyline of a commercial, not gambling commercials, not sports book commercials, but just like the tropes. Right. To sell everything from candy to cigarettes to whatever. Um That was hard. It was hard to just, like, find enough of those to do a a whole show. Yet, weirdly, if I went more specific and just looked at Poker Nights, because I was like, that is a trope. That is such a trope. It's Poker Night. Hey, it's the Poker Night with the boys. Cigars. You know, it's like Felix Unger or whatever. Was it The Odd Couple? It's just like that very classic, like, Poker Night trope. Yes,
1: a lot of sitcom men uh, have a Poker Night Has that has been a part of the the sitcom?
0: Used to have a poker night
1: (laughs) for like a second. I get very. I am not. I know how to play poker. Like I know how to play. You know, normal just hold'em. Um, but I get very nervous, and I'm not. I don't. I'm not good at keeping track of what's happening Mm. around me. Um, so (laughs) I've played. I've used to play a little bit of poker with like a friendly game where I just. Would lose a little bit of money in a friendly way and then one time one of our friends sort of like encouraged slash goaded me into trying it at like a card room mm-hmm. and i was so nervous because i wasn't. remember difficult. that was a bad experience for you. Was i wasn't really, i wasn't sitting at the table it I was a really bad you. experience for me because i just could not i like i there was too much sensory input for me to keep mm-hmm. track of so i just like Put in twenty dollars, lost twenty dollars, and I was like, "That's it for me in poker." That's basically. more brave
0: than I've ever been. I mean, I don't <laughs> really know how to play poker. I've I've learned once or twice the very, very, very yeah. basics. I think I might have. Might have played with my stuffed animals when I was very little. Um, I definitely had some sort of a poker chip set that I liked playing with, but I mostly liked to play with them like Tiddlywinks. <laughs> do you remember those? Yes. What a funny name. Just flipping that just, them. That just came out of my mouth. I was like, I don't I think I thought about Tiddlywinks in a long time. Huh. should do a show on Tiddlywinks commercials. Oh, I was, unrelated to anything we're talking about now, I did look at a bunch of old Weebles commercials for my other job. Uh-huh. Not that this is my job. But for my other podcast TV. TBTL last week in the newsletter that I write um, Can I actually tell you this quick little story? I mentioned this on, on TBTL today, too Did I tell you this already? There was a Weebles commercial in your classic 70s toy commercial little boy and his mom and they're playing with Weebles, right right a little Weebles, weebles wobble, but They don't fall down. That's certainly true. I've done many experiments Um But the first comment or the highest rated comment or whatever that floats to the top on YouTube was from the person who claims to be the kid in the commercial. This person said... Here it was almost 50 years ago today, my first flight. And then he tells this little story. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But this YouTube commenter claims to be the little boy in this commercial and says, I almost wasn't in this commercial because my hair was long. And his hair is kind of long, like that 1970s era uh, cut that went maybe down to his collar or something like that kind of long, straight hair. But he said, the director said my hair was too long and wanted to put bobby pins in my hair. And I I didn't want bobby pins put in my hair. Um, And the director said, oh, nobody will see the bobby pins. But I said no, and I almost walked away and let my understudy do it. Uh, But then the director talked me into it. And it's true. You couldn't see the bobby pins and the rest is history or whatever. (laughs) So if we believe this person on YouTube, which it seems like a weird lie just to make up. But a lot of liars. I don't know. But...
1: It's a creative life, nothing
0: else. There was an understudy on a Weebles commercial. I mean, that's I the amazing that. I mean, thing.
1: I bet you there's more. I you know, if you get a if you get a bunch of if you get a director and you get a script and you get a location and you've got all the equipment set up and you've got a child actor in particular, mm-hmm. yeah. like I don't want to necessarily roll the dice on that child being able to do the job that day or willing to put bobby pins in their Mm -hmm. hair or whatever like it sounds like it's a good thing there was an understudy because this kid was being a little bit difficult
0: yeah and what if the kid you know kids get tummy aches or whatever like did i just find a tiddlywinks radio ad now wait a minute oh no no no. this is this is some art music thing this is nrbq never mind let's let's move on from that (laughs) oh here's an actual tiddlywinks commercial i think nope i keep striking out okay let's not try to find any tiddlywinks commercials yes. <laughs> on the fly okay so what are we talking about today we are talking about poker being used as a trope in tv commercials are yes. you with me on that
1: yeah there's a few ways that there, i can think of a few poker tropes there's of course the the neighborhood friendly game mm-hmm. there's the old west poker trope you know where like someone's cheating at poker and chairs are pushed back and guns are drawn. Yep. There's... um, Although,
0: that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't... Maybe you'll even think of some as we go through this list of actual examples because I was just sort of relying on YouTube and, like, Google searches and whatnot, so I was just grabbing anything I could find I was not familiar with most of these commercials I found okay. but if you remember any as we go through this list if I'm it, not
1: going to be able to think of an ex- a specific example it just feels like something I've seen but a you're right of. an old
0: west poker yeah. commercial would have been good but I don't have any of those uh, mostly the kind of guys night guys will be guys within a couple that Jane, focus like more the on Bond women style poker yes there's a little bit of that I didn't even want to play it but there is the Matthew McConaughey poker night one remember for Lincoln it's like there's no words. He just like gets in his car and he drives his luxury oh, car to right. his house and he walks in. And he yeah. keeps on kind of shooting his The millionaire his version
1: of the friendly neighborhood game. You
0: see at the end that he's got a, a flush... And then he just drives home smirking. I will say they, they <laughs> nail the end of I'm not going to play it because I've just described the whole thing and there's no audio other than that. I will say the very end is like he goes to this poker night. You see he's got a flush. And again, they're all just like fabulously wealthy, right? right. So you, can, you can smell the expensive cologne and leather in this commercial. Uh, but the tagline at the end is that feeling that stays with you mm-hmm. or whatever as you see the car drive, the fancy car driving away. And I'm like, ooh, that's kind of a. For such a bullshit commercial that kind of irritates me, like <laughs> they kind of stuck the landing on that—that that yeah. idea of like uh, the the essence of a, of an experience, especially kind of a wealthy experience like that, sticking with you. So, anyway, we'll go through uh, we'll go through what I found. Also, we'll check in, of course, with the ad council. One ad counselor, Genevieve, coming in very hot, very hot with a take on a commercial that she hates. I might respectfully disagree i want your i want your opinion on this i'm wondering here i'll i'll give you a um i'll give you a little teaser here i might just be in the bag for post malone and maybe not right yeah what's so. not, what's not to like i don't know we'll find out we'll ask the Ed he's council. a hit maker <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll ask the ad council a little bit but let's start by talking poker Know this song?
1: I don't. Know. It's obviously Madonna, but it's I, Madonna. I have never heard this Madonna
0: song, which is how often can you say that? I don't think I'd ever heard it either. It is apparently from a movie called Spirit Quest. Really? Does that ring a bell to you? A 1980s movie called Spirit Quest? No,
1: none of this is ringing any bells to me. I don't think I me. have
0: that quite right. What is Spirit Quest about? Is it Spirit Quest or is it, let's see here. Sorry, everybody. A lot of Googling today. I don't I don't like this look for me. I'm sorry. Um Vision Quest Vision is a movie. Quest. Do you know the movie Vision Quest? Vision
1: Quest at least sounds more familiar. Yes. But it also may be that it's a phrase that's just more familiar to me.
0: It's um 1985. Oh, it takes place in Spokane, Washington, by the way. Matthew Modine uh, and Linda Fiorentino.
1: Oh, Linda Fiorentino. She Fiorentino. was um well, she was in Freaks and Geeks. She was. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. She'd be I'm thinking young, of um, think. Linda Cardellini. Yeah, Linda this... Fiorentino was in. Um, she was kind of an 80s lady. She was in. Um,
0: I'm looking here. She was, she was in, in Men After in Black. Hours. And OK, I see here. She was in Men in Black. Exactly. So anyway, that's what that song is from. Um, it's almost like I don't want to do the show today. Why do I want to talk about anything except for commercials? I don't know. What's happening? Um, but I do want to talk about commercials. Believe me, dear listener. And I Are you just to start... afraid to
1: get to the part where you, have to, where you have to describe a poker game and it's like listening to either one of us <laughs> describe anything from a genre genre we're not intimately familiar with?
0: Well, you know what? Since you brought it up, I am going to do something that I was not going to do because I thought you were going to get mad at me. But how about this? Since I am actually an expert on poker, we're going to go through all these commercials and you're going to tell me if it's a flop poker term or if you're all in.
1: I like it. Poker term. Yes. Yeah. I do
0: this. I know cards. They're cards, right? (laughs) All right. So here's the deal. Without looking at the description of this commercial, this is a commercial for Clorox wipes, okay? And this is a shorty. It's going to go by quickly. We see four fellas, and they are playing poker. It's like their poker night, but it's not like in the basement smoking cigars kind of thing. They're just in like a suburban looking home or something upstairs. Uh, It looks like early evening. There's still some light coming through the windows. Um And they're just four fellas, and they're playing poker, but they have a pile of something that is not chips in the middle of the table, okay? And, again, this is going to go by quickly. It's only 14 seconds. And you see one of them wins the hand and grabs this whole pile of things and pulls it towards him because he won. And right as he's doing that, uh, a woman walks in, presumably the wife of one of these people. And she sees the mess and the streak. As he pulls this pile of things close to him, it leaves a nasty wet streak of brown behind.
1: God, they're playing with turds as chips.
0: And I want you to tell me if you can tell what they are. Because I was astounded at first. I'm like, is the point of this commercial that they're playing with shit? I really thought it was shit. So it's it's not shit. I'll tell you that. So it's anything except for shit. That's the but one thing it's not. Can, it, but tell me if you can tell. Now, I know you have a slightly smaller screen than me, but I'm not going to make it easier for you by blowing this up yet. Just on first watch, tell me if you can tell what's going on here. I fold.
1: Me too. <laughs> of all the things that happen on your tables... What's up, Karen? Disinfecting should be one of them. Clorox disinfecting wipes. That is the wa- end. Everybody's okay, so gone. it's some kind of... That is a... Eric, uh, Tim and Eric level of f- food grossness. The first sound of all. him yeah.
0: pulling him closer to him and is something wet so, and brown. So my
1: first guess would be sausage.
0: It's not sausage, and but then, it is a food product. And then so I, I guess my second close. guess would
1: be dolmades. Uh,
0: <laughs> that would be so specific. <laughs> it would be so specific.
1: But it's, a, it's a, like this Greek family has only one currency.
0: <laughs> Here, I'm going to try to make it. I'm going to play it again for you. And I'm going to make this There's some sort screen. of
1: tubular... Uh, sort of lozenge shape Item
0: uh, Now I've made it as big as a regular TV screen here I've made it big on my screen I know mm-hmm. you're still looking on an iPad So it might still be a little bit tougher But my point here is I still think that Even if you're watching this on a television Like this is Unclear what these are It's and clear that
1: it's gross and that the, yeah. the Wife is like oh shit get the Clorox
0: out But if this was on TV and somebody saw it They must have thought this these were turds oh, cool. you Me too <laughs> of all the things that happen on your did you see that somewhere?
1: time I see one guy eating it is it a chicken yeah, wing?
0: it is indeed a chicken wing at the very end you see one guy is eating one of them and he's sort of holding it like a chicken wing so or I guess he is holding it like if a chicken if you eat wing.
1: one do you have to um
0: yeah, we like, have to buy do you it. You
1: have to eat, buy that. Yeah, I guess
0: so. Yeah, here's the official description. This woman comes home. Like, who wrote this? It starts. This with, woman this comes woman. home. I love this.
1: God, please, can I? How I say this like once a year, but how can I get the job of writing these <laughs> descriptions? So what, I like, will take any pay cut. I don't care. I will live anywhere. Whatever I have to do to be the person who's writing these ad spy spot descriptions.
0: How does it not begin with the word "so"? Because if going <laughs> to so it's this with this. It should be like, so this woman comes home <laughs> to find her husband playing poker with his friends and using juicy chicken wings <laughs> to bet with. <laughs> Who wrote this? believe they're not this? just chicken wings, but they they're are juicy. juicy chicken wings. They're so, so juicy. I really wanted to start with not, that one.
1: Not a lie, though.
0: Now, I'm interested to know... If you remember this next commercial at all, because it seems to be very popular online. When you type in like poker night commercial, this one pops up quite a bit. So it's probably a favorite a lot of a lot of people's. Which I understand why it's funny in a certain way. It's kind of droll, but I feel like the setting is so, or the activity of poker doesn't serve the message here very well at all. Because you have five monsters yeah. who are sitting around a table. Okay, one is. Obviously, the wolf man. another one is like um a marionette. It's a small like marionette puppet thing.
1: I think you mean a, a or no it's not a, a marionette. ventriloquist a, dummy. it's a
0: ventriloquist dummy. My apologies, which I don't know why a ventriloquist dummy They're, would be considered and they are inherently creepy and there's been a yeah. lot
1: of horror um done about a ventriloquist dummy coming to life. There was like a there's a fairly well-known kind of campy movie about a ventriloquist dummy. You got a guy who I guess is like a, a kind of a
0: vampire-y guy with pointy sort of a ears. bat,
1: or like a Bat Boy.
0: Yeah, Bat
1: the, Boy all grown up. I then guess. you definitely have
0: a mummy, somebody's yeah. all wrapped up in. in and like then you got of, sort of what a, is this Hellboy thing? He's got here?
1: horns and sort of pointy ears and a little beard. I think kind he's a like a satyr. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So they're all sitting around. It is an
1: interesting decision to. It's an interesting collection of. Off, slightly off-brand monsters for the most it's part.
0: It's Yeah. Now, here's the problem with this. They're all sitting around playing poker, but the point is not the poker game. The point is... A television, which we don't even see. It took me and a while. And people to love watch to watch this.
1: television while they're playing poker?
0: So that, that's what's confusing here because this is for Spectrum TV, okay, yep. which was like a kind of a cable or a satellite service. Um, but there's no TV prominent in any of these shots. No. It's just the TV is off is off camera somewhere, (laughs) but they're talking about it. One of them gets up, the Wolfman gets up to use the restroom or something and asks if you can pause it. And then the monster says, no, I can't pause it for you. And what you end up finding out is, oh, with whatever... Jank ass cable situation he's sure. got. You can't pause live TV, but with Spectrum, you can. I'm sure this commercial is probably 15 years old but or something. Why
1: play poker? But shouldn't why they be are they playing a, poker? They, they should all be sitting around, around watching TV with yes. a bowl of chips
0: or at least show the TV. They don't show the TV until the this end. Unless, is insanity. Tell me if I'm wrong about this anyway, but uh, it begins with the ventriloquist dummy telling a story or kind of wrapping up a story. So, uh, waiter comes over to my table and says uh, to my date, would your little boy like a kitty uh, menu? That's awkward. Yeah. Date over. All right, guys. I fold. Okay, can you pause that? No. Ooh. Okay, he says, can you pause that? And he so says, you no. So you, you get a glimpse of, of the TV. It's and, like a quarter of the TV screen. It's got a
1: baseball game on, which yeah. makes a little bit more sense that you might have a baseball game on during a poker game. Yeah, but you wouldn't
0: pause a baseball game.
1: No, you wouldn't pause a baseball game because... There
0: are a lot of pauses in baseball games.
1: There's already too many pauses in baseball games.
0: I mean, I will run to the restroom sometimes during a game if it's intense, and I'll, like, turn on the radio. I I don't know why I need to point that out. So (laughs) I'm not trying to say that, like... I'm not trying to say that baseball... Like, when I'm watching a game, I really do like to stay focused on the game, but you can easily walk out for a pitch or two and come yeah. back in. You, it's just like everything's a little bit there's off so about it. There's so much this. going
1: on here. First of all, they're all monsters, so that's I'm hoping there's going to be some punchline related to that because otherwise, why not just have a bunch of people? And secondly, yeah, the choice to make the TV so uh, so tertiary in this story is very strange.
0: Oh, in fact... If you can kind of look between the monsters, you see a little bit of the TV on the kitchen counter. Can you tell what's next to the TV? You only see the very, very tippy oh, it's the, top um, of it.
1: It's the KitchenAid y- mixer. It's your mixer. It's my mixer.
0: All right, so here, I'm gonna pick this but up. But I finally
1: again. have room to put on a counter. I've been hauling it <laughs> from apartment to apartment for years with really no place to put it.
0: Here we go, I'm gonna pick this up again. Yeah, date over. All right, guys, I fold. Okay, can you pause that? No. Ooh, that's oh, all harsh. harsh. Someone is testing. Why? Cause I'm a werewolf. Yeah. Oh, no, here, here we go. go. You're gonna do the werewolf thing again? No, no, it's We're not friends. It's not me. It's, no, no, no. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you're gonna do it, it's it's DirecTV now. There's no DVR. I can't pause it. Can't rewind it. And before you ask, there's no Showtime, NFL Network, Red Zone, CBS. That's so. evil. That's evil. Who sells something like this? I do kind of like the the really like kind of like <laughs> bored monster. Just feel like that's evil. And that's really evil. I mean, that's why the commercial is I funny, see, I yeah. think. But like. Um and they're I like the way they're going directly after a competitor. They yeah. name the DirecTV competitor. And I like how right. many
1: details this guy who has the the competing product has about how terrible the product he's chosen to buy is.
0: Yeah. Right. But then also, yeah. Right. It's the homeowner apparently, um, who knows how. Yeah. Terrible, I just got like the it,
1: absolute worst it's cable just, it service. It just
0: sucks. It just so sucks. bad. I suck. But then also, there's this whole like. Just this is a one-minute-long commercial. Of course, we're making it thirty minutes long. But like this whole thing—Are you going to do it? Are you going to do the werewolf thing again? Like it's, it's just like They're really leaning on this backstory of them. It they would, go, to a, they like, also go to. also They like, go to
1: eleven like immediately. Exactly, well,
0: they are monsters. Showtime, NFL Network, Red Zone, CBS. That's evil. That's yeah. evil. Oh, who sells something like this? Wow. Terrible. You want me to uh, take care of it for you? Because I will. Now, that's the, the, the um, puppet saying, I'll take care of it for you. But I don't even understand what he's talking about. No. It'll be done very professionally. What does that even mean? It means what it means. Yeah, we are yeah, freaking, you're yeah, freaking yeah. out. Highly. TV that's missing stuff is evil. Just some guys playing cards. The Spectrum has it all. Direct TV. Like, that it's is, just, it's so... That commercial is very confused. It's so confused. They don't know, I mean, they kind of know what they want to go for. They want it they, to be that droll kind of humor. But if you want to have a a, monstr- sure a monstrous... Halloween.
1: If you want to have a joke about, like, you know, g- executing the bad TV, bad cable service... Why give that line? They have the they have the ventriloquist dummy do it, but that's really the line. That's like he's it's spoken like a mafia hitman.
0: Yes, exactly. Like it doesn't know what it like. Why it is it talking know what about it? Is yeah, no, and, really and, bad. And why would any of these other monsters not want violence? Are they evil or are they not? It's so dumb. And you're it's, right. It's turning into I a like mafia some, thing. And I end.
1: like some of the performances. And I think they're so wasted on this yeah. terrible ad. It's
0: really bad writing. Would you say that this is a flop? It's a
1: real, this is a flop.
0: Um, okay, this next one. This I don't, one is a bust. I don't... Oh, oh, oh. Poker term. It's a bad beat. Um,
1: that's not really true, but that's another poker term.
0: This next one I don't want to spend a lot of time on because I think there are others that we haven't already talked about. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this one specifically before, but it's just been... In the culture, not all that long ago. Actually, this is from 2014. This, this is the Geico ad um, where it's just like the setups for these are so are so like meaningless they're now, arbitrary. right? They're yeah. so arbitrary. It's like two people they're standing in some sort of store. They're looking at a Geico advertisement, and one of them says, "Did you know Geico?" Could one save of them you says, money? "Hey, do you
1: want to see a little skit?"
0: Right, <laughs> exactly. I wish
1: Geico would actually just do that, just like lean into him. Right, like, just
0: like do that. Like, did we you don't want, even do you want? Have... Do you want to
1: see a little skit?
0: Right, that would be funny. Yeah. Actually, I think the the prem, or the the format on this one is the oh, you knew that. Well, did you know yeah. that Kenny Rogers is no fun to. Uh, play poker with and of course Geico has been good at grabbing these um celebrities and putting them in their commercials, especially celebrities whose heydays have sort of yeah. passed. And then it so it cuts to Kenny Rogers playing poker with a few other guys and he's like just kind of singing his own song under his breath. Yeah. Huh. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Yeah, everybody knows that. Well did you know the Kenny Rogers gets old <laughs> pretty fast. You got to know when to hold them. <laughs> Know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You Everybody's just giving him dirty looks, looks while he's. Singing. I do
1: love the performances of the other players. Boy,
0: you get it. No. I get the gist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotta go. <laughs> I get the gist. Yeah. Pretty good performances. I'll I re- go, I go one, all in on that one.
1: I like that one. I'm all in.
0: This one, I will say, I if you don't mind me spoiling the well here a little bit is a flop for me, dog. Um, <laughs> this is a more classic um, poker room. I mean, not, not like a card room, but like you feel like this is a room off of somebody's garage. In fact, I they might have even the felt see table. a car in the background. There's a felt table. The, the air looks a little bit smoky, although I don't think I see any um, cigars. And they're playing poker. Now, this is for Snickers Bites, and there's a bag of Snickers Bites on the table. One of the people notably playing poker is... Kenny G and he's got his horn this is one of those um... it'd
1: be funny if he just did something without his horn
0: <laughs> yeah I know um, this is one of those commercials that I felt like this campaign started off with a point and then just was like well we have this celebrity but we can't figure out exactly how to wedge them into this particular format and it was the you're not yourself when you don't have a Snickers situation <laughs> oh, so much funny way, Jake does a story Jake that's a story man uh... <laughs> So, even it's even confusing what's going on. So, they're all laughing and everything, and the one guy says, Dude, tell your story, tell your story. And then Kenny G starts playing a saxophone. <laughs> oh, so much fun anyway, Jake. Tell the story, Jake. Tell the story, man. This story is horrible. Jake, have some Snickers bites. Because you're kind of a buzzkill when you're hungry, man. Better? I'm better. I said, that's not soap, that's burlap. You're not you when you're hungry. You're not you when you're hungry. Like, the original points of these commercials were you had somebody who's famous for being cranky, like Roseanne Barr. Yes. And then somebody would say, here, eat one of these, you're cranky. But Kenny
1: G blowing his horn is not a oh, buzzkill. he's a buzzkill?
0: Buzz Flop.
1: Flop.
0: Is that how you say I mean it in if poker you want too? that if
1: you want someone who to be a buzzkill, get Ben Stein in there to do right, his, his right. bit his. But
0: it's so shit. obvious it's like who can we get and then we're gonna try to reverse engineer it. it but then write a me. better
1: ad. It's you can write yeah. you can write to Kenny G. Like yeah. he is it is kind of he is in on the joke, but he is a little bit of a punchline sometimes and so like
0: Maybe you have a bunch of people like rocking out in a rock band, and then Kenny G slows things down. Yes,
1: makes it more, makes it some smooth jazz. I already
0: just fixed this commercial. You fixed it
1: in one second. Man. (laughs) Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me.
0: I just did. Okay. Um, This next commercial is a hoot. It is going back in time to 1980, this is a Heineken commercial. We see some fellas playing poker, and they are uh, in a bar. I have to explain this whole one up front, okay? Uh-huh. This one is bizarre. So you see them playing poker in a bar, and we see, I guess, the main character's cards here. And he's got a 10 of hearts, a queen of hearts, a king of hearts, an ace of hearts, and a king of diamonds. Mm-hmm. So if that king of diamonds were a jack of hearts, he would have a royal flush, right? Right,
1: right now his right now what he's got is a pair of he's kings. He's got a
0: pair of kings, which is not tons, right? Right. Um, and so, but he's like one card away this from This is another having,
1: problem and thing that I'm not good at poker about, which is sometimes I'll look at a hand like this and think like, this has gotta be a good hand. First of all, it's a all lot of reds. first of all it's all reds.
0: Right. So exactly. start there. You, I don't
1: know I don't know what it's called technically, but you should get something for having yeah. all reds.
0: <laughs> I have a Roja flush. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a thing? Anybody? Excuse me. No, why are you kicking me out of goldies? I don't understand what just happened. Um. But anyway, and I had to kind of pause this and look at this because I'm not some, po- I don't play poker, but, you know, I know some of the hands and obviously a Royal Flush is a very good hand, yes. and, but he's one card one away card from away. that. So,
1: but it's an inside. He'd have to fill it inside Royal Flush. So what
0: happens here is he is looking at his cards. We get a close up of his cards and then somebody, again, I mentioned this is not a public place, right? It's a bar. Somebody behind him. Puts a a quarter in the jukebox and starts playing a song. And as and I can't remember what it is. I think it'll be relevant here. And as that song plays, the King of Diamonds, you know, the little character on the card, turn. It's animated and it turns itself into. A, the card he needs, a Jack of Hearts, wow. and like the the first like his face so changes a little bit. Playing card, and by the way, this whole commercial is not animated; it's just animation on this one card. It's actually kind of good animation. And then the the Jack, as he's turning from a King into a Jack, takes out a little electric razor and shaves off his King's beard and like <laughs> does what he needs to do to turn into a Jack for this person. Again, this is a Heineken commercial. <laughs> His hand. Yeah, Here he comes a, a song.
1: He makes a sad face.
0: Two bucks. To a jack from a king. With no regrets from the The king is shaving to turn himself into a jack. Heineken is the only beer to do this because. It refreshes their hearts
1: other beers cannot reach.
0: It refreshes the hearts other beers can't reach. Now, is that a tagline just for this particular commercial? Or is this something that they were using? And so then they tr- they thought, well, a heart is a type of card. That's a very weird it's tagline. It's not a
1: great tagline. It feels like something that was translated from the German it or from the really Dutch does. or something.
0: It really does. And I was wondering, like, is there a I chance... I guess Heineken's the- a Dutch beer. But, yeah. Um, uh, I- but I was wondering, like, did this it air... It feels like
1: it, it has a different meaning in another culture it really does.
0: or something. I assume this was an American commercial. Commercial and they went heavy on the accent too because this is 1980. You know most people were just like slamming their Budweisers yeah. and their Miller Lights or what have you. Um, and so I thought they went heavy on the accent to kind of show the. The difference and what what makes them stand out in the marketplace. Maybe this aired in a different country. I mean, you I don't could know
1: it's the commercial would work in any language, I and mean, you just have to change the voiceover language yeah. because it's just a little. It's an obvious look. The story true.
0: is true. That's very true. So it's a real
1: international kind of ad. Um Yeah, that's interesting. I actually like the little gimmick of having the king change its suit, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, like the slogan just sort of meaningless to yeah, me. Yeah, it's
0: weird. you're right. It seems like a bad translation, um, or maybe just a it feels good, like something. I yeah. wonder
1: if a listener might might have some insight into this. This feels like something that has a little bit of a backstory.
0: This next one I really need the ad council's help with. So that was 1980. This is 1982, and we've talked about this a little bit before. Miller Lite had in the in the 70s and early 80s had this campaign of like famous people. Hawking Miller Lite, and I think even getting into arguments about Miller Lite, but they were often a bunch of sports related people, sports broadcasters, uh, a- a former athletes. Does any of this ring a bell to you? Like, I feel like it was kind of a. Like, I happen to know that this commercial, I think, aired in Chicago. So, this has a bunch of people playing poker in it, a bunch of men, and I get the impression they're either famous on their own and have been recruited to be in these Miller Lite commercials, or they're just famous because they're now Miller Lite famous. I think Miller Lite also just started like this campaign that kind of took off and so therefore maybe like the flow of today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if anybody listening uh, goes to the Facebook page and watches this commercial and you can tell me who these people are, that would be interesting because I feel like I'm really missing all the context here. Do you recognize him? He Doesn't he look like a former football coach yes. or something he's like some husky white guy he does He's a he's a yeah he's a doughy white guy. He does the talking and I think he's kind of looks like
1: John Madden. He's like a John yeah, Madden type. Yeah, he's a John
0: Madden type and he's the one who's talking. He's si- sitting next to a guy who's wearing a cowboy hat and he gestures towards me and says we have our uh you know, we have our poker night every Friday. This guy with the cowboy hat brings the cards. He gestures to this <laughs> other guy next to him who I think we're supposed to know who all these guys are says he brings the I can't remember what the other guy brings, and then he says, I bring the beer, right? And then for some then something happens at the end that I, I don't understand. So let's just pick this up here. You know, there's nothing like getting together for a nice, friendly game of cards. Right. Jim brings the cards. Uh-oh. I why does somebody say uh oh when he brings the cards? I don't even know. Well, what that he he looks like
1: he might be a little bit of a slick guy because he fans you know, he, yeah. he makes he does sort of a fancy card trick where he fans the cards out in a Uh, Smooth
0: way Oh right And then this other guy Who's kind of Looks like Jimmy Durante Thank you This is exactly Who I was trying to think of But I couldn't conjure the name Some Jimmy Durante guy He brings the woman he has some like he has like a blonde... like that, No, no. This is. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> got... I can't remember. You'll hear in a second. He says he brings the babe or something like that. And there's he like, brings this... the hookers. <laughs> and there's like a blonde woman and she's pouring uh, Miller light into Jimmy Durante's beer. Um, and then there's another guy. Uh, sitting and you're to confident his... that
1: these are all famous people. No,
0: I am not confident about anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> These guys might just be um, they might just be famous in the world of this commercial campaign at the time. I do feel like the audience is supposed to know who these guys are to a degree, because at the end, one of them gets up and karate chops the table in half for reasons I still can't understand.
1: Before you play this, can I go out on a limb and say it's the Asian guy?
0: You know, I don't. At first, I thought it was. I was like, "Oh, great, he got sexism and racism." But the thing is, I can't tell if he's if he's Asian or not. I mean, he's got dark hair. That's all I know about him. It's kind of an older commercial, but but
1: it's definitely the guy in the blue jacket.
0: Yeah, yeah. So my guess is he's yeah, probably he's Asian. Asian. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite wasn't doing blind casting in 1982. No, they were not for the guy who would karate chops the table. Correct. Nothing like getting together for a nice friendly game of cards. Right. Jim brings the cards. Uh oh. Mickey brings the doll. Wow. doll, and I bring the oh, beer. He, so it is Mickey. He says Mickey. Mickey is it, who? Oh, wait. Who's Spillane again?
1: Mickey Spillane?
0: Wait, who am I thinking? Who, what's the name that we? you said he looks just like?
1: Jimmy Durante. Jimmy
0: Durante. Who's Mickey Spillane? Well,
1: he was, I think, a, a fictional um, like gumshoe.
0: I think that... But yeah, I wonder if he is playing... Anyway, I, I got to stop. This pause is getting this more and more. Confusing. This is getting just terrible. <laughs> the front, nice. oh, no, I'm just... sorry,
1: Mickey Splane wasn't. He wasn't fictional. He was a uh, a crime novelist, but he wrote about those kinds of.
0: Can um, you? I'm going to play this characters. all the way through without stopping it again because this is terrible and I'm making it worse somehow. I did not know that I could make this commercial worse. But could you, Mike look...
1: Hammer? Have you ever seen a Mike a movie about Mike Hammer? He was kind of like a. Uh, he was like a who, who was the who, who was the guy in, you know like. Uh, Fuck, now I'm doing it. (laughs) It's contagious. Mike Hammer was like one of the... He was a hard-boiled detective who was in many stories.
0: Mickey Spillane was one of the famous people who were in these Miller Lite commercials. so that is Mickey Spillane. Here's one from 1976 where he got... So yes, I am convinced that all of these guys are kind of famous in some way. So that guy is Mickey Spillane. All right, we're cracking this as we speak. As we just heard, he brings the doll. This is a
1: mystery fit for Mike Hammer. My
0: (laughs) My promise to you is I will not pause this again. Okay. I'm going to hit play on this. Nobody comment on it. Let it play through, and let's move on. Getting together for a nice, friendly game of cards. That's right. Jim brings the cards. Uh-oh. Mickey brings the
1: doll. Thanks, doll. And I bring the beer. Light beer from Miller. Light tastes great. It's got a third less calories than the regular beer. And it's less filling. And you don't want to get filled
0: up when you're dealing with these guys. Ooh. Okay, More. Cut the cards. Mm. Oh Like beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. So the guy goes to cut the cards when he karate chops it in a racist way. In a racist
1: way. I do not like that commercial. I I am curious because I'm I'm confident now that you're right that if Mickey Spillane was one of the characters and everybody else was somebody is from their some genre. um, but I actually think the best thing about it is the tagline. Everything you want in a beer and less.
0: Yeah, that is a that's great, a tag great tagline. Absolutely, I'm pretty sure that that main guy is like a Chicago sports guy. Uh, yeah, that's the feel like um, probably too. a Bears guy. I'm not exactly sure. Um, okay, and also I'm pretty sure that did air at least locally in Chicago during a Super Bowl. All right, from that era, 1982. All right, this next one after that just blatant sexism of Mickey Splain bringing the doll. I wanted to play a commercial that is more female focused. Now I don't know how I feel about it. That last one I would say is a flop. Flop. Um this next one, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't think great. I'm not gonna tell you. What exact- is the
1: card after the flop? What what is the name of the card that is turned over? What's I, the fourth card?
0: Are you testing me or you I'm don't remember? You. Oh, I don't know. I mean I, I've never actually played before, but I mean you have the river That's and the then last you have one. the f- Oh the river's the last one? Yeah. Oh, well what do you call the first three? The flop. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I had it backwards. I thought it was the first. I thought the first three were the river, then the flop, then the something. But no. So the first three are the flop, the flop.
1: Then you got the turn.
0: The turn.
1: Then, river.
0: Then the river. Interesting. Okay. Uh, this next commercial, I don't want you didn't see what this is for, did you?
1: Oh, I didn't. Should I not look? No.
0: No, that's fine. I'm. I'm glad you didn't see what it's for because I, I thought it was a twist at the end, and I think for audiences back in this era, which I think was the very early 2000s. It was supposed to be a twist. We see a bunch of guys getting together. Like a guy will show up at the door and... They'll say, how did you get away? And he'll say, oh, I told her my car broke down or I told her I was working late at the office. So clearly it was kind of setting up this trope of guys getting together to play poker but having to lie to their women. Lie or the other, old,
1: right? the old ball and chain.
0: But then we start seeing women getting together like at somebody's house and they're also saying, oh, I told them I got stuck in an elevator. They've also been lying. <laughs> I told them I got stuck I think that's in one, an elevator. I think that's one. I think that's one. And like,
1: he's just like, okay, well, I guess I'll see you when I see it. <laughs> <yeah>, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what would you do if I called you and I was like... I'm stuck in an elevator. I, I don't know what poker I would do. I'm gonna get out of here. And you, I know. I hope you would like look into some sort of rescue.
0: I would. I, I would take our money. I go play poker with the boys and raise enough money to rescue you. I'm
1: sure I've talked about this in some other context, but there's an amazing New Yorker article from like oh, now, yeah. years and years and years ago, probably well over a decade, about. Um, elevator problems that have happened to elevators and how it's very rare for an elevator to actually like plummet to the ground, but you're more likely to get stuck in an elevator because that really does happen. And it was mostly about this guy who got stuck in an elevator for like 36 hours because of a combination of like bad luck and it was a long weekend or something like that. And it basically ruined his life.
0: There's never a time I get on an elevator without thinking about what will happen if I get stuck in here. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So I've set this up. Take a listen to this. I'm interested in knowing if you can see where this is going. What'd you tell her? I told her I was working late. Told her I was studying for the bar.
1: Hey, how'd you get away? I am stuck in traffic. I'm picking you up from the airport.
0: I'm volunteering at the animal shelter. Dogs? Cats. Nice.
1: I told him I was stuck in an elevator.
0: Huh? Told her I was stuck in an elevator. Parent-teacher conference. You don't have kids. Yeah, I know. Jokers are wild. No, 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 Okay, now we see the fellas are all playing poker. The women are not. And the, whatever they're doing uh, at somebody else's house, they're not playing poker. But the, the, the boys... They're probably
1: watching Outlander.
0: You can tell that they're watching TV. You can tell that the women are watching TV. You don't have kids. Yeah, I know. Jokers are wild. Two. No, no, no. Well, what, what? Just, just, Oh! oh. oh. It's for Sex and the City, and the tagline is "It's poker night for women." God.
1: Sex and the City, you you never fail to live down to your <laughs> reputation.
0: Would That's you a say, perfect ad for Sex and the City. Would you say it's a flop?
1: Well, here's the thing: it's right on target. Yeah, it's it makes me mad, and I watch Sex and the City. Like sometimes, I will often get up before you on a weekend and come downstairs and do a ch- do some chores or something like fold laundry or whatever just do something well that like I can do in front of the television because the only chores I care to do are chores that, chores mm-hmm. that can be done in front of the television and so
0: which is why I want to put a television in the bathroom <laughs> um
1: and you know it'll often be on like E or something and it's like they just roll into each other they treat it sort mm-hmm. of like the Kardashians where it's just like you almost can't find a break between the episodes to if you want to like stop watching it. Yeah. And so having so saying I say this to like sort of establish my bona fides here because I'm not a hater. I've seen the whole series. I did see the first movie. I'm not a hater. At the same time, I it's also sort of
0: contemptible. It is. Here's why... Which I, think I, I
1: realize is really at odds with the thing I just said about not being a hater. Here's what
0: I said. <laughs> here's why I said I wasn't sure how to feel about it because I was thinking about this commercial in the era in which it came out. Now, it looks like they're advertising maybe the first season on DVD here. This is like... It's an HBO commercial, but it's... It is that era when people... When, when kind of premium TV was new to people and the idea of getting together to binge something like... Me, too. We had our friends. Yeah. Pam and Shay. I'd never. This was back in, again, 2002 or something or whenever, whatever you can figure out the timeline yourselves. But when it was relatively new, but I do believe it was on DVD and Pam and Shay would come over and with their DVDs of Sex in the City. That's right. Yeah. And we would all watch it together, yeah. you know. And I don't think any of us are stereotypically the Sex in the City kind of people. No. You know what I mean? No, it
1: was two. It was two, two lesbians. Women.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. You
1: and me. And, not, and like, yeah, non, none of us are like you know i'm a miranda right but we
0: but we enjoy you know what i mean but we did enjoy it and this is before now you find it unwatchable though don't you i do yeah and i can't watch reruns of it like i find it just the sound of it drives me (laughs) up a wall but like like
1: when i it's like when you have baseball on
0: yeah right which luckily it's a short season actually (laughs) this year it is a shorter season um
1: oh i thought that's what you were referring to no
0: i just meant like usually baseball is like the longest thing in the world but um So it's like if you don't like the sound of baseball, you probably should find a different partner. But anyway, um, or I should be more respectful of the airwaves in the house. But anyway, yeah, no, I can't stand it now. But back in the day, this was even this was pre-24, at least for me. This was this was pre. um, Was that? Yeah, because yes. I know what apartment they were coming over to watch. It's actually right. the city and like, That's right. I didn't have any other experience where somebody was bringing over DVDs of a TV show and we were binging it. Yeah. And the storyline would arc across several episodes or an entire season or whatever. It was a new experience at the time. Yeah. And so I don't it's think the commercial think is how, terrible. It's
1: funny to think about TV like that. Like, I'm watching uh, Star Trek Voyager right now. And the Star Trek series like like TNG, uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, were on this bubble of shows where they were still very episodic. I think they envisioned them as being something that could be shown out of order in syndication uh, for the most part. But they started to get into this they would have like episodes that would be like, you know, a two-parter or occasionally things would happen on the show where that, you know, had a had that did echo later in the series. And you can see this evolution through Star Trek of like the show runners and creators starting to think about a television show that was not a soap opera um, having a a through line in the plot that, like...
0: in an audience who was in the know. Star Trek had the built-in audience for that because they were very invested in the show. Yeah, people
1: are very invested in the show. But you also... I think they were very afraid to make a show that was too dependent on previous plot lines because what if you scare away a new viewer because they... And now it's like... The idea I mean I there are, are Do they make any shows now That are purely episodic I mean maybe Curb Your Enthusiasm That have
0: no through line I mean well, no, there's not, always and, a through line And not line. even like, Curb
1: Because Curb uh, usually has like Each season something that like Oh
0: yeah no no You don't wanna, I mean we can, we've seen theme. that so many times We can drop in on it But no I mean actually In the later seasons It got way too complicated in fact Yeah like um, can you I mean I don't really watch Murderville like,
1: Yeah okay They
0: kind of explain the pre- premise At the beginning of each one But yeah you only need to see one Yeah um, and of course, I mean, any show, even like Webster like that, you didn't have to watch all of them. But of course, things are established like just the relationships of the family members. And if one person has an issue or something that that is a through line, but it's not a story arc through line. You yeah.
1: Try to think like I just don't watch a lot of network sitcoms. I don't know anyone who does, honestly. Like, are they making sitcoms that are purely episodic?
0: Oh, I'll bet you. Like, what's the one? Is it like the neighborhood or something that used to be advertised during football games? Oh, or with Cedric Na- the Entertainer? Yeah. Yeah. I no, think it's like neighbors.
1: neighbors or something or yeah. the neighbor. Um I've never seen it. Yeah, maybe something like that is purely episodic. Is it called I don't the know. Hood?
0: Is it it's like half it's either the neighbor or the hood or the neighborhood? Right. anyway it doesn't it really doesn't matter anyway I'm sure you can drop in on those and it doesn't really matter I'm sure it's not like oh tune in next week to find out whether or not the main characters can right get it's the neighborhood their phd or whatever anyway this next commercial is a little bit risky for the podcast but then again so has almost everything I've said uh been risky for entertainment value so I guess we're gonna go with this I only include this because I wanted to play one that was female focused that And again, this isn't some high art here, but it's just not commented upon that it's necessarily women focused, but it clearly is. Also, this this next commercial has something that you like, Genevieve, which is instructions on how to use the product. This is another booze commercial where they're telling you how to make a drink. Now, the drink in this case is called the high roller, but really it's just a martini. I think it's a martini with an extra shot of <laughs> I guess this is a uh, vodka This is a vodka martini um, But it also sort of has that Vibe of like some of those Las Vegas commercials that you like Where it's like kind of brightly lit But it's um but everybody's Sort of there's a there's a fashion sense To everything and um uh, the lighting is just really nice. I don't know. Uh, but we just see a woman uh, at a card table, like a green felt poker table. And we no- I don't think we ever see anybody's face. We just see her from the shoulders down. She's wearing kind of a stylish um, sleeveless dress. We see her from the shoulders down. And she's making a drink. And it's again, it's just vodka, <laughs> some olive juice, and some vermouth. And she puts it in a giant shaker. Vermouth
1: and a vodka martini?
0: Do you usually put that in a gin martini?
1: That's how I would do
0: it. Um, this is vodka. Yeah, I think so. Well, maybe that's I mean, why I'm I, no expert. Maybe that's why this is, <laughs> this is where we need Ben on the show um, because I don't know anything about cocktails. Maybe that's why this is called a high roller and, and not necessarily a martini. But um, anyway, we also just see like the hands of other women who are holding cards. And it's all just like, there's no plot line. You don't see them playing cards. Nobody's raising stakes or anything, but it just seems to be three very stylish well-appointed is well-appointed the right word? Just like kind of stylish, well accessorized women um, drinking and playing cards while you learn a recipe for a drink that they're. By the calling
1: way, I was spoken I guess you can't put vermo- vermouth in a vodka martini. I just don't think I typically have it.
0: Anyway, I think I think you'll enjoy this one. It doesn't seem pandering to me. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Sorry, we're not narrating this. Just enjoy the music. <laughs> she's, they're showing exactly what she's putting in the shaker, and now she's sort of shaking it. It's kind of got, It doesn't have a Mad Men feel to it necessarily, but it's just, again, kind of stylish and retro-y, yeah. and you're seeing shots of the women's hands as it's they're like playing cards. It's like five parts
1: vodka. like,
0: And then an extra one- shot, they say... Uh, uh, I'll raise you one shot or okay, something. Okay, yeah, so 6
1: parts vodka, 1 part olive juice, 1 part vermouth.
0: That's all it is. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's ridiculous as a as a recipe, but still.
1: It's a strong-ass drink. Yeah, it is. Everyone wins with Pinnacle Vodka. Premium vodka without the premium.
0: So obviously targeted at women, this vodka is probably they probably specifically went into this campaign saying that that's our target audience here. What do you think of that?
1: It's fine. I mean, I I always like to get a recipe, although I didn't really need Pinnacle Vodka to tell me that you can make a strong drink with six shots of vodka, right? Exactly. And olive juice. I put
0: more olive juice in there too, by the way.
1: Um, yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, I hope that vodka tastes good because that's all you're gonna be tasting. Um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, there's no poker in it.
0: Well, no, I mean, they're 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 playing poker. I mean, they all have they're at their, a poker. Table. They're at a p- poker table and the women are holding cards Yeah, and they're holding, you know, poker hands of cards. This next one, Genevieve, I don't know. You tell me what this is. <laughs> I'm, I've been looking forward to this. And maybe okay. we'll 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 um, wrap it up here this is a star trek commercial for a star trek game called star trek fleet command okay i don't know if it's always been this this commercial seems kind of old and janky to me but it might be it, it, it was posted to youtube in 2021 and it shows a bunch of you know star trek the next generation actors they are th- pretty that- damn old
1: well Yeah, so on the show, it was a routine thing that the like the senior leadership on the ship would play poker together. Like they had a standing poker game, and it was often the site, the scene in which you know problems were sorted out, or you know, like played, you know, played for laughs, or just sort of like socializing time. So it was like a, a consistent theme on the show that like, oh, it's time for the poker game where we're gonna like talk about the week's dilemma or whatever. Well,
0: I think this is a terrible commercial. We've talked about a lot of... And tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe it's good, and I'm just not getting it. That does not look like
1: the Enterprise-D. I'll say that. But,
0: but yeah, and I can't... I mean, this must be, you know, properly branded Star Trek. This is a Star Trek-branded game, right? It's not like one of those used car commercials where you have to, like be off by a click to avoid a lawsuit like what it starts with a shot of three spaceships and i think some of these characters that we're going to see playing poker are playing poker via like space zoom or whatever you call it um probably these characters are on the three (laughs) different ships what are these three different ships i'm seeing
1: well there's clearly a federation starship that appears to be I guess it's the original, the original series Enterprise. Okay. It doesn't look like the next gen. It doesn't look like the Enterprise D. And then it looks like maybe some Klingon warbirds or something. Okay, the
0: one in the bottom right, I thought I was going to guess was a Klingon ship because it's kind of got that um, I don't know, almost organic kind of look to it. And I don't know what that thing up top is. That looks like a that looks like a Marvel like comic book fighter almost um and then see here i'm gonna before i hit play on this i'm gonna scroll through you identify these people i believe is this that's data the guy who used to play data but he's got like kind of a brent spiner he looks he's looking pretty old which is fine we all age but he also like he doesn't have a beard but he also hasn't shaved he's just got like this sort of like i don't know five o'clock on day two shadow going on <laughs> and he's got some sort of digital like Holographic cards in front of him And then we see um Jordy, Jordy But he's not wearing his visor thing. Yeah,
1: it canonically he, he Gets some eye implants at some point Oh really, yeah. okay,
0: and then who's this This Frakes that over like here? looks like
1: Frakes He's a little bit in the shadows there, but I think that's Jonathan Frakes. And
0: it looks like they're in different places Probably because you couldn't yeah, get these think, actors I, all in the same place
1: Well, and I think too, like they're all Sort of like they're, they are they're interfacing, as you say, through spacesuit.
0: Yeah, and one of them at one point says Frakes as well. So, yeah. Oh, I see. So
1: they're not in character. They're just actors.
0: I guess so, but they're also on spaceships. Right, so. So are they on their own private spaceships?
1: <laughs> that would explain why I can't tell what Enterprise version that this is. This commercial
0: is such a mess. And again, this doesn't make sense because this is an official Star Trek property, right? This yeah. is a Star Trek video game. I think it's a tablet-based game. Okay. Take a listen.
1: 10 million Latinum. Mm mm, too rich for my blood.
0: I fold. You're bluffing. I'll call. With what? You can't even cover the minimum pay. Okay, Hot Shot. How about this? They really let it breathe, man. Yeah. They really. To let the- looks great, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. He is. What's his name in the show again?
1: Uh, Commander Riker
0: Okay Riker Yeah What were you gonna say I cut you off He can get it Is what yeah, I was gonna say Yeah 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 Isn't he the guy Who always puts his leg Up on a chair yeah, Didn't that, tell me that Yes <laughs> That's a move Okay hot shot How about this She's priceless He takes out some car keys But they're clearly Spaceship <laughs> oh, me, keys spaceship Because it keys. has the little Like uh, the, the Star Trek logo <laughs> Yeah. So apparently the guy who plays Data won because at the end we hear him, um, we hear him laughing and giggling as this other spaceship goes like kind of like it kind of spins out. I do not know you could spin out in space, but it's sort of like it's got a loose caboose.
1: <laughs> hey, Frake, Jenna, you'll play better next time. If
0: not oh, a not joke. A not joke. The the, The audio levels are terrible. The audio levels are terrible. I'm trying to ride them. The timing is
1: very bad. So bad. I mean, I do not blame these actors. The editing is just atrocious. It's
0: almost like Tim and Eric where they let things like breathe too long. They're they're purposely (laughs) making you uncomfortable. (laughs) This is nice. And it smells like cigar and beard oil in here.
1: So I guess that that. Data or Brent Spiner has won some spaceship that uh Jonathan Frakes owned and has yeah, now and lost. Sm- and it smells and like and he his beard. It <laughs> smells oil. like beard oil, which is kind of a funny joke. Like, this is this has a lot of good DNA in it, mm-hmm. but it is just horrifically badly edited.
0: It's just so bad in every comment on YouTube. And by the way, I think I found the one place on YouTube where people just <laughs> Are positive about things. People love
1: Star Trek. People
0: are just like, I needed this. This is making me so happy. <laughs> this is amazing. Roll on the floor is R O F L. Rolling
1: on the floor laughing.
0: Um, they make me laugh. I mean, people love, love
1: these three actors, and, yes. and as they should.
0: Okay, says Barry Blanco. Okay, that was epic. Um, I'd actually want a poker game with the crew. Riker cheats. Oh, that's interesting that's the only negative thing there come on you don't have one Hillary Clinton joke for me at YouTube usually you cannot get through like any YouTube comments with at least one person being like none of these
1: people want Hillary Clinton to go to prison (laughs) come Come on
0: on. (laughs) everybody's talking at me I don't hear a word they're saying only this, this can't be real <laughs> YouTube. Not one commenter <laughs> wants to lock her up. All oh, right, I don't know if I'm going to feel real giggly. I had some Skittles before this show. Maybe that's giving me a, yeah, the giggles. A burst um, of energy. Do you... I'm seriously like I'm laughing so hard. I can't talk and my eyes are watering. <laughs> do you remember that commercial... um <laughs> We found it absolutely delightful. It was um, a Chevy truck commercial, and it was a guy and his cat. Yes,
1: and And I understand there's a sequel. I actually saw exactly. I caught like the last five seconds of it the other day, but I didn't see the whole thing.
0: This one is tougher, I will say. So the original commercial is this guy is going around with not
1: just this guy, the Budweiser King.
0: Oh right, the guy who plays the Budweiser King yeah. is now in this. Okay, but it's not. It's not canon. I mean, it's a different universe. I would say. Um, or anyway, is it? <laughs> let's put together like a a, a complete universe theory yes. about like those two. Like, I yeah. love it. Anyway. Um, the original commercial, this guy is driving around in his truck. He's got this cat, and this cat is astounding. It's doing things often that a dog will do, but it's just an amazing cat. It's playing fetch in the ocean, I want to say. Or like I, a
1: lake. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's herding sheep or something. Yeah.
0: Now, Mike says this uh, this new one was in heavy rotation during the Olympics. I know the Olympics aren't a big draw in the walsh has household, so I figured you might have missed it. It's another Chevy commercial about the guy with the amazing cat. I really like the first one, and if I recall, y'all did too. Although I think this new one isn't quite as good as the original. I still find it pretty charming. That's exactly how I feel about this too, Mike. It's charming enough, but... Oh, and Mike says, honestly, I'm just glad that Chevy isn't doing any more of those real people, not actor commercials. Preach, Mike. Exactly. (laughs) Your lips to God's ears. Um, Anyway, this one, though, bothers me because, first of all, I'm going to have to explain every little piece of action in this, which maybe we'll just skip over some of it because none of it is explained with the audio. But the problem with this commercial, I will say, is in the original one, the cat was amazing. And part of the amazing thing about this cat is it has some attributes of a dog. This one, the cat has attributes of a dog that aren't even necessarily good. Okay. Like the cat is raising its leg and peeing on a on a hydrant at one point. Right.
1: C- what made it cool wasn't that the cat was like a dog. It was that it was doing things that it was doing tricks and right. like accomplishing things that you would you normally associate with a, with a dog. And,
0: yeah, exactly. But and then, then there's one near, you know, part of the the plot of this one is that the mail carrier is coming to this, you know, remote cabin in the woods where this guy and his cat live and the cat starts chasing the mailman away like a dog and you hear the owner say get back here, get back here. And it's like that's not a good thing of a cat. Like now you're just saying dogs are better than cats. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I thought that might irritate you a little bit. Absolutely because, like, it does. It's not like, oh this cat's amazing. This cat is just a dog in a cat's body which is not the premise of the original one
1: yeah the premise is that the cat does amazing things and i freely admit that dogs can do more sort of you know service oriented tasks for humans than a cat would do but yeah if you're just saying that like this is a cat in a dog's body or a dog in a cat's body like that's just pointless especially and with it the... is also rude to cats
0: exactly so here i'm going to lay out ahead some of the things that you're seeing this cat do they're in this beautiful cabinet first and the cat is bringing the man uh, a little cat leash because he wants to go on a walk we see um the cat is literally playing ice hockey uh i think he's playing goalie with humans and is able to like kind of um save is that what it's called saving I, I don't know. He's able to block some some hockey goals. Um, the cat is again, for some reason, peeing on a fire hydrant as if that's a good thing. And then, at one point, the guy—they like
1: ran out of cool things that dogs can exactly, do. Exactly
0: right. And then at they one, they should point, just like
1: up the ante, like have it do things a chimp can do.
0: Exactly. It doesn't have to be this cat as a dog. Anyway, I'd love to see
1: a cat do something only a chimp could do. <laughs> <laughs> what would that even look like? Swinging from trees. Swinging from Absolutely. Trees.
0: <laughs> We see the cat in a tent they're camping together but the guy is surprised to see that the cat has somehow caught some sort of a giant bone like a like a it's actually kind of grizzly and it's chowing at this um and this bone and then um late the the big reveal is. There is a, a skier who's trapped in the snow, like after an avalanche or something, and the cat saves that skier. Yeah, now that's then, something a
1: good dog, a cool dog yeah, can do.
0: Exactly. And of course, it all comes to the end where somebody says, that's, that's amazing. And the guy thinks they're talking about his truck, but they're really talking about the cat. Boy, do I take the fun out of commercials, man? <laughs>
1: That should have been our slogan. You wanna go out, Walter?
0: Let's go. Oh yeah, the cat's name's Walter.
1: Taste yourself.
0: we on hikes. Hockey.
1: <laughs> you call that defense? <laughs> Make
0: it quick, buddy. One evening as the sun that went That should down shed, shed some light on the subject. Bone. Where'd you get that bone, down, pal? package for you. No no, no 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 Walter. He's a civil servant. <laughs> <laughs> that line is good, right? As yeah, much as I hate The that... performances
1: are good right, and right. I I do think this actor is very talented uh-huh. and I I kind of expect him to like break through cuz he's had these two campaigns, these pretty large campaigns and he was in that show um Castle Rock. Oh yeah. Right. Um so I kind of expect him to like get something where he like becomes a little bit more of a name. Um but yeah, he's a civil servant.
0: That's a good That's joke. a good line, yeah. For you. No, 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 Walter! He's a civil servant! Yeah! Now he's going to recu- rescue the skier. The and
1: he, he was pulling a dog.
0: Oh, yeah, he was also one of the dogs pulling the dog sled. Yeah, he's like, like the lead dog. Yeah, but now he's going to rescue the skier. That's incredible. Oh, yeah, it's a Chevy Silverado trail <laughs> boss. This thing's built for off-roading right from the factory. No, I meant the cat. It's like nobody's seen a cat before. The Chevy Silverado Trail Boss. Hey Walter, let's get this man some hot cocoa. Oh, that sounds good. Find new friends. Find new roads. It's weird. You're kind of expecting a joke at the end, but it's just like that sounds good, and it does sound good. Yeah. I've been drinking a lot of hot chocolate lately. Yeah, I
1: think they lost the plot a little bit with this, and they like went down the. They got they got stuck on this idea that it's about a dog and a cat's body, right. which is not what was made the first one so charming, or it wasn't what made the the joke so funny.
0: Right. Okay, so this next commercial uh, is the one that I uh, kind of teased at the top of the show. It's from listener Megan, who says, I'm not sure if you've seen this terrible Jaegermeister commercial with Post Malone, but every time it comes on my Hulu, which is unfortunately a lot, it reminds me so much of the sloppy steaks <laughs> sequence from I Think You Should Leave. Now, that's a very bizarre sketch to try to explain, but essentially it is a character who... <laughs> says that he used to be a piece of shit. He says that he used to be like kind of a this weird clubbing kind of douchebag of a guy but in this weird world of I think you should leave that involved not doing lines of cocaine or whatever. It involved going to restaurants and pouring water all over your steak and saying slop them up. Yeah. Anyway, it's a hard joke to kind of explain. Yeah, if
1: you've seen it, you know why it's funny or, or you don't find it funny. If you haven't it's very hard to explain it in a way that makes it sound like it would be funny, right, But it exactly. is a great, sh- but it's essentially, a great show. it's yeah. a
0: character that's kind of a douchebag. Yeah. who him and his group of friends will walk into a place and kind of like and their thing. Their place. thing
1: is to do this obnoxious, sloppy steaks routine with their
0: hair slicked back, right? Yeah. And anyway, so in this in this commercial, I'm talking here, not I'm not reading from Megan's. I'm talking here, <laughs> uh, I'm not reading Megan's email. In this commercial, if I remember correctly, Post Malone goes into a bar. This is very much a COVID commercial. Post Mal- or kind of a kind of a the, the pandemic is hopefully wrapping up commercial right. is maybe a better way to describe this i don't know if you've seen there's a lot before. of
1: there's been a lot of the pandemic is hope of hopefully wrapping up commercials over the years yeah
0: so he so post malone and if you don't know who post malone is obviously he's a musician uh he kind of a. I always thought of him as a rapper at first, but now he does all kinds of different music, but he's got tattoos all over his face. We've talked about him before, because I didn't really have a feeling about him one way Super or the Bowl, other.
1: Super Bowl commercial I think last year. Yeah, Doritos. Two years ago I want to say maybe,
0: and he ended up, I thought he was really charming in these Doritos commercials. I didn't know he had comic timing. I didn't realize that he came off as really charming, and I uh, he really won me over with them. They became some of my favorite commercials, and I remember thinking like, it is funny how I think people have a really, really bad feeling about him off Often, I think, because of the face tattoos. Um, Although, also, a lot of people really hate his music, too. And I don't know why. It's like pop music. It's It's just really good.
1: I think it's very listenable pop music. But
0: um, anyway, uh, so in this commercial post, Malone walks into his favorite bar or something, and it's basically empty. Although, I don't know why the bartender is washing glasses if nobody's drinking out of those glasses, but that's what bartenders do. Uh, And the bartender just looks a little bit sad. That's
1: universal commercial speak for bartender.
0: Yeah, so the bartender looks sad and kind of shakes his head like. Nope, nobody's here Post Malone or Mr. Malone or Post I don't know what he calls him Posty. Um, Posty and then Post Malone heads out to the streets almost New Orleans style and starts like finding all these people and saying without any words kind of doing this Pied Piper thing like sure. come follow me everybody and he's grabbing all kinds of people from all different kinds of walks of life and eventually he leads them all back to this bar which is now vibrant and it says live music in the window and he's able to like create this kind of party out of this sad, lonely, empty bar scene that he first walks into. So I don't know that there's much um in the way of narration, so that's why you need to know that that's what we're seeing here. He pulls up, the street is dark. There's some Post Malone playing in the background. The bar is empty. Some people outside look really forlorn. Bartender doesn't know what to do. Post Malone gives him a I got this kind of look. My cup up. yeah. Simon with my shirt yeah. Now, as he's walking down the street, like lights are kind of coming on. Yeah, he's bringing um, the
1: city to life. He's
0: bringing the city to life. He's always got a big smile on his face. That's one thing, again, I, not to give my um, take on this. I'll, I'll read the rest of Megan's email here in a second. Like... She gets major douchebag vibes off of this, whereas this isn't the best commercial in the world. I don't want to die on this hill. But, like, he's just got a big smile on his face. He doesn't look like he's kind of, like, going around being too cool for school. He just looks like, hey, yeah. follow me for a good time, you know? Yeah, this like, one doesn't I'm rub me remember, the wrong way. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want, what I want, what I want, Okay. I'm going on till I'm gone, till I'm gone, till I'm gone. Now he's bringing them all back to the bar. They're marching through the streets he's hugging people. He's happy to see everybody. The bartender is psyched.
1: I think this really does speak to me because when it's hard to
0: get these moments back. Here's to keeping them forever.
1: I uh yeah, like I know joke. Like I I feel very strongly the pain of missing out on so many fun nights over the last 2 years, you know? Yeah. Like, like how many like what is the cost of these years? been and and I've lately you know like we've it's been coming back and it's been more normal and we're about to masks are about to come off here in Seattle or in in Washington and like I feel that I you know I like it actually kind of hits me in the feels
0: um, and says, let's bring life back on the screen at the end of this. And Post Malone sort of cheers as the camera. And again, like if you think of him and again, I, I don't I don't want to argue the point because people yeah, like feel, certain people and you, you don't like certain people. And so if your... Megan gets the, you know, the bad vibes from him. She does. I don't get the bad vibes from him. I sort of anyway <laughs> to finish her email, she says, um, I'm reminiscing about that skit from I think you should leave and thinking about what a piece of shit Post Malone comes off as is the only thing that makes this commercial bearable for me. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I guess we don't Um, because I don't know. He doesn't come off as a piece of shit to me, but that's also a line from the skit, by the way. I used to be a real piece of shit. Um, I don't get that, but. I'm kind of again I'm biased because he won me over with previous commercials. If I had no idea who this guy yeah. was and I saw this commercial out of the blue and I didn't already sort of have good feelings towards him, I might be like, "Yeah, who's this douchebag slopping up his steaks?" I think
1: that's true. Like there are celebrities who just give me uh make me irritated. Um you know, like DJ Khaled is one of them and I don't know, really have a great reason for why he kind of just rubs me the wrong way, but when he's the yeah, he drives me nuts. when he's the spokesperson for a brand, I kind of like I just have a visceral distaste for it yeah. and I you know so I get it it's just this isn't one of those for me
0: you special um, okay <laughs> I'm gonna play one more commercial here because I want to see if you haven't seen this one yet I want you to guess what this is so last week on the show we played one of these promos that Turner Classic Movies is playing right and I I thought there was a whole bunch of them, but there might only be two. And the one that we saw, basically what the premise is, is Turner Classic Movies is taking real audio from the types of movies they play. But then they're recreating visual scenes around them yeah. and having the, these new actors lip sync the audio in this really creative way. So the version that we played last week was uh, the scene from When Harry Met Sally, where the two main characters are out to dinner, and Meg Ryan's character is uh, imitating or faking an orgasm at dinner, the whole I'll have what she's having scene, right? And um, only in the the (laughs) promo for Turner Classic Movies, you see and a pretty elderly Asian couple at is it are they
1: like a, a, like a dumpling house? Yeah, a
0: dumpling house. And It looks like it might have been a celebration, right? Was there it's a happy birthday anniversary. An anniversary situation? And this couple, for some reason in this setting, they're lip syncing that audio and it's just so funny to see, to hear the original audio and these very different people lip syncing it and then at the very end they take you into When Harry Met Sally and I can't remember what the, the tagline is but it's something like movies that stick with us yeah. or something or moments that stick with us and it's just great well that commercial that we played last week from When Harry Met Sally was titled happy place okay okay this one is called cyclone can you guess what movie they're using the audio from in this commercial that they've labeled cyclone
1: well my best guess would probably be the wizard of oz
0: and indeed you are right but instead of having a wizard of oz scene we see two kids like i'm assuming a brother and a sister and they are having a pillow fight in their bedroom, right, mm-hmm. and one of them knocks a little doll with striped socks into uh, underneath uh, underneath like a
1: um, and red shoes. It,
0: oh, and red shoes, uh, like a, a nightstand or an end table falls over on this, and so you have this kind of iconic look of these striped socks and shoes sticking out from underneath this this uh, dresser that fell on this doll, and then the mom comes into the room, and it's I, the the angles on this are it's so well. Directed, and she is playing um, the part of the Wicked Witch of the West. Take a listen. <laughs> Who killed my sister? <laughs> I thought you said she was dead. That was her sister, the Wicked Witch of the East. This is the Wicked Witch of the West. She's worse than the other one. So this is the little girl who is doing the voice of, is that, um, what's L- the name of that Linda character? the Good Witch. Exactly. Who killed my sister? Who killed the witch the East? Was it you? No. No, it was
1: an accident. Aren't you forgetting the ruby slippers? The
0: slippers. Yeah. the slippers. So now the mom is looking around for the ruby slippers. Their little pet dog has them. They're gone. The ruby slippers. What have you done with them? And we now we switch to, to the actual... Footage of the Wizard of Oz. I don't. These are so well done. They, these literally the arm, the arm hair stands. I know up on me. it's, I don't it's know.
1: it really is. Um, it's it's so evo- evocative. I loved that movie. I yes, have seen yeah. it uh, probably a hundred times in my life. It was my absolute favorite movie as a kid. Just seeing that makes me want to put it on right now.
0: <laughs> See, I don't have a desire to watch that movie, but I actually think the commercial is really, really well done. It's
1: so great. I know get, we got to get out of here. We got to close. But I did want to I wanted to mention something. Um, and this is not meant to uh, make anyone feel super bad. But I, I did want to say something. We've mentioned, I think we've mentioned that we're moving. In fact, we, we bought a house, um, which we're really excited about. And I know you've talked about it on your other show on TBTL. And look, I get it. It's the internet. Um, you live a quasi-public life, and you know, putting out a podcast is is a public thing to do. But it was really disappointing to me to see uh, that on the a Facebook group for for TBTL, people kind of boasting about how quickly they were able to identify the house where we're going to be living.
0: Even though I went into this one super careful because the last time we moved into an apartment people were and i was so excited about the apartment that i described it in great detail that people were immediately trading around the the apartment listing for where i was about to move in and this was like you know four years ago or whatever and i was really bummed about that but i blamed myself i gave too many details so this time when i said hey we're moving into a house I really did everything. I don't know if you heard the segment, but I did everything possible to not talk about what neighborhood we're moving into because we've had some incidents here at the apartment that have frankly been a real crossing of boundaries. Yes,
1: And so, you know, the people who posted about how quickly they are able to find our new house, like I get it. It's the internet. No one, no one can stop you from being curious, but I was pretty disappointed to see people basically like high-fiving each other about finding the listing. And uh, guess what? I have the internet too. And it took me five minutes to find out who they are and who their spouses are and where they live and where they work. I'm obviously not going to say anybody's name or any of that that's information. That's why you should go to the After just, these
0: Messages Facebook page.
1: I just want you to... St- I just If you're listening to this and you're somebody who was kind of bragging about that, I would like you to think for one second about how it feels to know that I know all that information about you. Because that's how it felt to me to see that posted on, on Facebook. And it really made me think like... Why would I ever put myself out there publicly? Um, So I know this is, you know, this is not usually a very serious platform, but I was pretty pissed.
0: You were really upset. And I'll say, too, like it affects the product, too, like because I already like there were so many parts of this whole moving and job or not job search, but um, but house search that would normally be great fodder for TBTL, moments of, you know, for what we do, and not to overstate what we do, but but moments of human drama in our lives is what we do. And there were a million stories that I wanted to tell on TBTL, but I didn't because I didn't want people to know specifically when we were looking or what we were looking at because I realized people will piece things together pretty quickly. So we already didn't tell those stories. And now, since you told me that people are on Facebook, like, bragging about this, there are a bunch of other things that I have not been telling on the show that I think would actually be good content but like now I've basically tried to cut all house talk out of the shows because and again it's not just it, and again, the the people do not have bad intentions. I mean, that's one good thing about what we do. I but get people that. with some good intentions here in our apartment have, and I don't want to talk in detail about them. But over the course of four years, have done things and left things on our property that w- were very. I, again, I know the intentions were good, but they were very upsetting to discover in the middle of the night. Sometimes when I was out of town, like, yeah. in upsetting to you who is not who are you know you're not on TB You don't get paid to do that, and so you know you affect the product when you do these things. And also, it just sucks. We're yeah. humans, you yeah. know, and, and it I, sucks please, for you, especially. Please put
1: yourself in our shoes and ask yourself if that's how you would want your private information to be talked about and treated.
0: You can sell and on that
1: note, hey, please join us on Facebook. Hey. <laughs> Hey,
0: who wants to join us on Facebook? Where Genevieve is going to dox a bunch of listeners. I'm not going to
1: dox anyone. I would never. But I just want everyone to get it that like we can all do this. We all know we could we could all and can't we we could all uh invade each other's privacy and be dicks, but let's just not.
0: let mm-hmm.
1: Let's just not.
0: I do wonder like what yeah. It is a bummer. Like do you think that uh, any podcast that is like a more popular than us? Do you think people are going around like searching out the yes. McElroy brothers like 100%. listings and sharing those? And or people
1: whatever? who have, I mean, the the we have the you have, I probably have the least amount of fame that a person can mm-hmm. have and still have and still be someone who someone might look up. Um. So I assume anyone with even fractionally more fame than we have, uh, you know, is it's it's it's, it's probably like commensurate with their level of fame but don't do it to anybody don't do it to us don't do it to the McElroys don't do it to Matthew McConaughey
0: you can do it to one of the McElroy's. I don't care which one. Just, Just choose one. Well, not Griffin. <laughs> anyway, we do have a Facebook group where we don't talk about that stuff, but we talk about commercials, and Genevieve will post all the commercials that we talked about today, especially those visual ones that I really struggled to describe. <laughs> you can also email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail.com. And our favorite, leave us a voicemail at 607-444-5597. Again, that's 607 444 5597. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. But I feel lucky, extreme home